Hello, hello, and thank you for joining us this week for This, this is, is C. Hey, girl. Hi, lady. Hey, girl. Hey. How are you all today? Life oh, is a beautiful day here in Life Texas. We back I forgot to talk about under snow, right? Yeah, we, we, we back to, you know, it's going to be 80 degrees tomorrow and oh. 50 on Wednesday. So we back to normal. Oh. Okay. <laughs> That's springtime weather. That's springtime. Couple of seasons in one week. There you go. There you go. We look forward to that. That's how we know that winter is over. Okay. All right. By winter, we have um, what is it? Spring forward. That was last night. Now we're in mm-hmm. uh in that transitionary uh, period. Yes, yes. But you know what? My friend, one of my good friends lives in Arizona. This is such a tangent, but they don't spring forward or fall back. They don't, they don't do none of that. Mm-hmm. I never knew places didn't do that. I thought that was, I mean, I thought that was what everybody did. Nope, not everybody. Not everybody. Well, all right. Yeah. Well, you know, I was I was thinking, and um something crossed my mind this week, and I said, you know what? this would be a great conversation for us to have on the podcast because I came across an ad, a couple of things, but I saw an ad for a feminine hygiene product that was mm. geared toward teens. It looked like it was geared toward teens, very colorful and, you know, inviting, exciting. And mm-hmm. I was just like, you know what? We need to talk about these yoni steams and pipe dreams because there is a big old market out there. And I'm not talking about like pads and tampons, okay? But like just, you know, the yoni steams, all kind of stuff. You stick up there, soak it in, cover it over. Valen, you already know you guys. I'm going to be pissed off this episode. We need to go there because, you know people ain't talking about it but it's like people are talking about it because i mean now i personally have not ever done a yoni steam but i know people who like believe in it faithfully like sunday it's my self-care day i you know take a bath um i like my candles i do aromatherapy and i do my yoni steam you know and Mm -hmm. i don't knock nobody you know unless like i'm having a you know i'm having an event and i'm talking about you know self-care for down there in the self-care conversation, I don't always be like, but you know, you don't need that, right? Because I just let people, if it's a placebo effect, sis, you know what, you go be well. You 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 set that thing over that sting and you do whatever. But it's kind of like, you know, I'm sure like Dr. Clay is probably like, no, no, ma'am. No, tell her, hell no, don't do that. Because then she'll be on my table and I'm having to, you know, do X, Y, and Z. X, Y, and the Z. And I'm just like, we, we That's why people don't because- ask me shit. Because when they ask, me stuff and i'd be trying to tell them people don't want to hear it or make you know that's yeah because people people this is the thing there is a big market people there is businesses are making millions of dollars probably billions maybe trillions and you know there are i know that it can be counterproductive like you can be trying to make your thing great and you can Mm -hmm. be disrupting the homeostasis you know you could be doing more damage to that thing but it's Mm -hmm. just like why why is this why 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 is the coochie a bad thing why does the coochie need coochie perfume coochie gel coochie all of this stuff so dr clay why is it that we feel like 
a vagina is not supposed to smell like a vagina. I think, and see, and I think that's where my pestivity begins mm, because mm, mm. we've society has told us that the vagina is bad. It's only used for certain things and to attract anybody, it should smell like roses on Valentine's Day, sprayed with extra perfume. Baby's breath. breath. Has right. anybody ever? I mean, you know, because uh, Outcast used to say roses really smell like doo doo. So. Okay, I'm not an outcast. We're not talking outcast. <laughs> they definition is wrong. <laughs> they do. I was about to say, because roses don't always smell, smell like that way. Roses smell like roses. And guess what? Coochie smell like coochie. Right. Yeah, like, I don't, I mean, what's the rationale behind not wanting a body part to smell like what that healthy body part is supposed to smell like? I think like? people don't realize that just like everything else, the vagina has its own natural smell. Now, it is not supposed to be so prominent that if I walk by you in the mall, I can smell it. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. just like I tell people all the time, just like if you were to sniff your skin mm-hmm. and your skin has its own you know, signature odor, your vagina has its own signature odor that isn't bad, but isn't sweet either. Your shit is not candy. Your shit is not roses. Your it's shit not. doesn't, it, 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 no. But Dr. Clay, but I want it to be, and they say, if I do it, then I'm going to have bomb ass sex. Mm-hmm. It's going to be tighter. Uh-huh. Okay. I, it's going to my endometriosis. I, okay. All of these things, like I'm trying to figure out how, because I've not seen any scientific evidence to support yoni steaming, but I'm trying to figure out how is it that sitting over what is basically a steaming hot cup of tea. We can talk about all these different separate things and how each one of them are completely stupid or why things are not why things are marketed one way and things do something different so yoni sneaks are probably one of my most mm, because it was marketed as basically the cure-all for basically everything and it is you are basically mm-hmm. squatting over a pot of herbal tea Mm-hmm. And, and I ask people all the time when they ask me, well, you know, why can't I do this or should I try this? Explain to me, because if you make a, if you make tea, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you put your water on, you put your tea bag in, mm-hmm. where is the, where is the flavorful part of the tea? Mm-hmm. Is it like, the water is it, in the cup? How is it penetrating like your cervix? It, it's not, but even then before, even before then, all of the flavor, all of the herbs, all of the stuff that's good is in the water in the tea. Ooh. You are not putting the water that, that the tea is in, in your vagina. You mean I don't have a turkey face after and I'm just, you know, I mean, but well, you're well, about, you're like, evaporating. That what, maybe it's some kind of diffusion. Isn't that what douching is, but just not with steaming water? Right, so, well, so no, um, Douching is different, but like with a yoni steam, right? You're allowing evaporated water to go into your vagina. So let's start with evaporated water. What is evaporated water, y'all? Come on now. Oh, it's air, I don't girl. like that. I don't like that evaporated water. She don't like that one at all. It's air. It's air. So air is now going in there. Which, what are the cleansing properties of air? Mm. There are none. So. 
it, and, and that's assuming you even believe that it gets up in there. Not only does it not get up in there because it's just air, but it's not going to cure your endometriosis. It's not going to balance your pH. It's not going to do any of that because it literally is evaporated water that is going in there. So but I have uh, seen testimonials, people who have done it a long time oh, sure. and they, they were told they were infertile. Oh, then they got sure. pregnant. Mm-hmm. They've been, they got endi- endometriosis and PCOS and, and you know, you know what? It has and, you know, know what I say to that shrunk their fibroids. I mean, yeah. you, know. you know, and you know what I say? I tell them, and we also, you also will get a bunch of people who will tell you crack is the most amazing thing that's ever happened to them in their life. Oh, oh why mm. we, we now okay. we on crack? Oh All Lord. Right. Okay. I'm just saying, like you in any <laughs> argument, in anything, you will find people who are supportive, who will tell you yeah. it has changed and rock their world. Mm-hmm. And you will also find people that will tell you that it's the worst thing in the world. But I'm telling you is scientifically, and none mm-hmm. of that makes sense. Yes. It doesn't make sense. So I can't support something that scientifically doesn't make sense and it's being marketed as this like all heavenly, <laughs> heavenly right, thing right, right. that is also is also costing like thousands at a mm-hmm. medi spa for you to get done. So now mm-hmm. in order to get my shit corrected, now I got to pay a thousand dollars. What if I don't got a thousand dollars? How much shit gonna get corrected? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do a DIY. I was about to say, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You go to somebody who knows what to put in there. Mm-hmm. Don't just don't do it. It doesn't do what it says. And and even the people who created it, I'm not even gonna name names, but the people who created it even had to renounce and say, So I know we told y'all it would do all these things. It does it, but it makes mm-hmm. it feel good. So then should I not have like jade eggs in my vagina either? That's another one. That's another one. If you want to put rocks in your vagina, that is totally fine. You can, go find some, you can go find some cheap rocks. You can go, you can go find cheap jade if you want to just use that. Don't go online and buy no three, four hundred dollar jade egg as if that's gonna make you have better orgasms, girl. No. So you're telling me that's that, that's false? what i'm telling you i've been carrying this jade egg around me for the last few days for no reason and you, you know what you've been doing you have been strengthening your pelvic floor which, okay, is, an sis, upside, okay. which is an upside but Love you can it. also do that with something mm-hmm. that is much less expensive okay. that okay. is you know you just gotta like i just feel like you know, we, our society has made the vagina such a bad place and we need to tighten it and freshen it and, and make it smell good and make it taste good. But it's like, it is a part of the body. It's like the mouth. Like, I don't understand why you need to spend so much time. Because from what I understand, you know, clean and healthy, I mean, a clean and healthy vagina is quite tasty to a lot of people. I'm sure uh, you know what it is. And here's how you keep and it. You don't need healthy. no special sauce on it either. You don't need any special sauce. <laughs> it's na- it's all natural. Nature's made. Yeah, you don't need anything like that. When you, you will hear OBGYN say repeatedly that the vagina is a self-cleaning oven because it has bacteria in it to clean it on purpose. Right. You don't need to do anything. You don't need to douche. You don't need to put nothing down At there. At what point though should we go see a physician about the scent but wait before we go to the physician and the scent and the douching and the yoni steams now i feel like the yoni steam and the jade egg is like younger folks right Mm -hmm. but i i got like some people in my life i'm just i'm gonna say that (laughs) they put bleach in the bath water you know Mm -hmm. like they just drop a little cup for not too much just a little cup full of bleach Mm -hmm. you know to to clean that thing out and i don't know that frightens me because my 
it frightens me but mm-hmm. some people do mm-hmm. it some mm-hmm. people do it it's the same right. with douching it's the same with douching you have a, a whole generation of women which is basically like our grandparents for some of us mm-hmm. our parents mm-hmm. that we're told in order to keep the vagina clean, you After need to you spray soap up in there. You need to spray douche in there. You need to spray whatever you need to spray in there and clean it out on a regular basis because that's the way you keep things nice and fresh. Um, and so even trying to, t- to dismantle that, it's something that was a part of people. Right. Um, but you, but you, if you ask those people though, how often did you have UTIs? How often did you have vaginal mm. infections? Did you have itching or irritation? Do you have more dryness? It's because you're putting stuff in your vagina that it had no business being there. Mm. And so when you talk okay. to them, you find out a whole lot more and you're like, mm, okay, maybe we shouldn't be doing that. So then would you say that because... Y'all, y'all after, hear me so far. <laughs> our grandparent and older parent generations there was a emergence of women who felt like they didn't need to do that and they were becoming more educated and more well informed with medically accurate information which we stress here on this is sex all the time yeah um do you feel like that is why now products are being marketed to the younger generation trying to catch them earlier i think I think part of it is that. And I think part of it is just to be honest, you're like Valen was saying, these this is a b- billion dollar industry trying to keep our vaginas smelling like a certain thing or keep our vaginas with certain stuff in it. And so I think it's just a matter of, they know that, you know, the older generation, they just got very, very old school and they finna be gone soon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you have this group of people that they're, that are just becoming parents or that are old enough to start caring about their vaginas. And those are the people they're targeting. And those people also have young kids. And so they're like, okay, well, we know this generation of people use a lot of these feminine hygiene products, which we just not going to remain nameless. Right. But a lot of these feminine hygiene products, because they're flying off the shelf, mm-hmm. right? And they can then tell their teens and their young children, this is what you need to use. And oh, look, here's a bottle that's just for you as yeah. if you need that. Yeah. So they're playing mm-hmm. off people using that stuff and then passing it down to their kids. So then what message would you have for a parent or for a teenager who is wanting to become more uh, well-informed on her personal feminine hygiene and her, for all of our vagina owners out there? Yeah. I mean, you can always, if you feel comfortable or are going to an OBGYN, you can always ask an OBGYN what you should or should not be doing, but kind of the biggest general general message is you don't need to put anything in your vagina besides water, period. You don't need to put soap in there. You don't need to put- For cleaning purposes. For cleaning purposes, <laughs> yes. For cleaning purposes, warm water, okay. that's it. Okay. That's it. You don't need anything extra. Now, if you got something going on, like I think we're going to talk about, you got something going on, then you need to go be seen. But after sex, you don't need to use nothing. You know, before sex, after your period, you don't need to use nothing. Just do do like you would you like you would do the rest of your skin. Take a shower, use some water. Don't use no soap. Call it a day. Your vagina will do the rest. Let's not let's not use soap internally, but exactly. on the rest of your body, people use soap. Yes. So okay. it's actually quite, quite easy if you have a vagina, if you have a vagina, leave it alone for the most part. 
Right. Take care of it. It'll take care of you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. True. True. So a vagina should smell like a vagina. I think we we pretty much covered that. <laughs> I got that. Okay. Uh, I like it. I think we're clear on that point. Yes. Uh huh. Uh huh. We should uh, respect the way it smells. Yes. As natural. Yeah. Um, unless there is something um, that is changed and or offensive. Mm-hmm. then we should seek a medical professional. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, this is, and this is, you know, right. This is my opinion as one OBGYN. You, y'all tell me, what do y'all, I guess, when it comes to self-care for you're down there, do y'all do something special? Do you put something there? And if you do, why? What, what draws you to do that? Or what makes you want to do that? Because maybe, because I, I often say, maybe I just don't understand. <laughs> now see now see there are and I, I i think it's all psychological right i think it's yeah. part well i won't say preference but like me i don't i don't steam my yoni i don't do none of that you know what i'm saying i wash her i keep her clean right. but i will now i will wax I, w- I was against it for a long time my best friend goes to european wax she started going i think we were in college and i told her i said there ain't nothing about me european okay especially not my hair so i'm not going to <laughs> no place <laughs> I'm not going no place called European wax because this shit is from the motherland. And so <laughs> I, I didn't go for a long time, but what had happened was I hosted a pleasure party right after I had resigned from my job and I didn't know where my next check was coming from. <laughs> this was okay. So I had I had already agreed. My friend, my friend was selling um pure romance. We hosted a pleasure party about two weeks after I quit my job. She gave me a gift card to Red Door Spa. And that was my, that was how I got introduced to uh, Mm -hmm. waxing. And it was a great experience because, you know, Red Door is like, it it has the ambiance. Yes, it's a very Uh nice place. And so it was like $100 for that wax. And so my gift card covered about a third of it. And Mm -hmm. so anyway, I was like, well, let me try European wax since I've already had a wax and it's much more economical. So I have been keeping it up for years. Now, I know, you know, as a sex, sex educator and a person, whatever, I know I don't need to get rid of my hair. And then when it was the jungle, nobody ever said like, oh, no, I don't want to go on a safari. You know, nobody ever said it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, nobody ever, you know, nobody ever pulled up and was like, oh, hell no. Now, maybe whatever they thought, they didn't say it. Nobody ever said no, thank you. But, mm-hmm. you know, at the mm-hmm. same time, like I know for me now, I've just gotten accustomed to the aesthetic of myself that way. So, so you, know, I, I mean, I, you threw it out there. So I have to ask. So we it. like the full Monty Ruta to the tutor, completely bald, naked, or are we leave it Ruta to the tutor. Because you know how like, I am about hair serves a purpose. If, I mean, if her hair does serve a purpose, but I mean, mine, I used to, I used to be able to plan it. Okay. It was bad. It was bad. <laughs> it but was you know bad. What, a lot of people, a lot of people, it's like that. And a lot of people for, for some, the reason they start grooming in general is because it's coming through the bathing suits and all of that. And society tells us, right. That that's Thank not you. okay. Right. Exactly. Tells us because, because they think it's, it's ugly. Clean, it's not clean. Exactly. Absolutely. 
Exactly. Don't, and feel then bad, you have, you know, don't feel bad, girl. I don't. I don't. But you know, we have those rap songs and rappers like you know they ain't going down there every day in a certain way or whatever. Yeah. Like I said, I've never had anybody say no, thank you. But now I know, like for me, and then also on the flip side, while I know I don't need to remove any hair, like you know, I would get a whole lot of like ingrowns and stuff with shaving and all that. And so waxing for me has kind of alleviated those issues. And so anyway, I know it's kind of like you know I'm I'm playing a part in this business too but like I don't do the steam I'm like oh you don't need to be doing the steam but at the same time I think we all kind of partake in you know stuff here or there I feel like I feel like grooming is different though right like Mm. grooming to me is is equivalent to wearing your hair in whatever way that you want like or doing like wearing makeup or not I feel like hair does absolutely serve a purpose but it is not detrimental necessarily if it's taken off it is Mm. detrimental in some ways to throw douche in your vagina. It is detrimental mm-hmm. to put bleach in your water and then bathe in it. Mm-hmm. it. It can be harmful to you to put a to put a jade egg in and leave it in there for weeks because people right. do that. And I think mm-hmm. people don't understand the difference. Mm-hmm. Taking off hair point. is not something that's going to impact your health negatively. Wearing a jade egg or doing yoni steams and burning your shit it's harmful it's it's harmful it's harmful so you know i'm transitioning to something else that is harmful is not only these practices but the fact that we have to pay so much more than our penis owning counterpart yes to do it yes aka Mm -hmm. the pink tax the pink tax and you know i think dc do they not have a pink tax anymore or something like that? Somewhere I saw, it's like a few places here in their little pockets where they don't have taxes on, on certain products. But just in general, why 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 aren't these pads and tampons free? That's a whole other... Girl, <laughs> I mean, why, why, why are we paying for them? Why? You know, we can buy the same... I feel like they should be covered grade. under your damn insurance. If I got why to not? bleed and you're going to make not? me bleed... Well, I mean, we could go down a whole nother road about insurance, how they will cover Viagra, but won't cover birth control. Oh, don't make me do it. <laughs> so don't I don't want to take you there. We gonna have to Viagra is covered by birth control. You got to pay for it. Don't even. Okay. Yeah. yeah they don't want to pay for that, but they'll pay for it to your old limp dick Viagra. Exactly. Okay. All right. Yeah. So mm, that needs to be another idea. Though, that, I was just about to say it's some strong feelings there. Yeah. The, a pink razor with the same four blades will cost you considerably more than that same razor in the yep. men's section that's yep. black. Or, I have a friend of mine who legit buys her shampoo and conditioner and body wash from the men's section all in one. And she was like, my hair grows better because I'm not putting all that shit in my mm-hmm. hair and in my skin, all it. that floral stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think it's sad that society has capitalized on the idea that women are, women can be so ill-informed and persuaded by media that we can, that, that they can, can charge us and make us believe we need all of these, these things that we don't, that are not healthy for us. Absolutely. And they, and they market it and it, it's not even hard, right? Like if you look just like you were saying about the razors, if you look at it, the razor's pink, it got three flowers on the package, boom, it's for women. 
and they can mark it up two or three dollars. Yeah, it's insane. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Yeah. But and until then, we so as a society say that we need to I mean, there's no, you know, male little straw trying to get up in their urethra trying to say that your penis needs to smell like, you know, a cypress tree. Mm. There are we gotta have our vagina smelling like clementine and vanilla. It's a mess. It's a mess. And that's what I think. Like, I think it's it's hard because when you even see the ads where it's like um, on one of these on one of these hygiene products that are marketed for girls um, or for teens, it's like, you know, the I think the ad was like, get your glow up with your, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. new whatever feminine mm-hmm. wash. And you're like, really, stop really it. stop. stop stop so it's already bad enough that we already feel like we have to even use something like that but then to make it seem like if you don't use it you haven't upgraded your self-care you know what regimen it's just ridiculous I think you make a great point too like this is one thing I know I was saying I really don't interrupt people because I do have a few people some of my clients who when we talk about self-care like they will name like you know I always do my yoni steam blah 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 and I mean for the purposes of those conversations I pick and choose my battle so I just kind of you know let it ride but I think you know some of this goes to the whole psychology of like this commodification of self-care like you know, it has to be like, it's something you buy, something you do. And if you're, you know, steaming your yoni, like you're, you know, you're doing all of it. And it's just like, yeah, yeah no, self-care could definitely be making sure you have your annual appointments with your um, yes. practitioner. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the evolution of that is like, you know, I know it's like once a year and I'm, I'm very intentional about planning it. And then the week of I'm like, oh crap, I do see the doctor tomorrow. But it's like, you know, how about writing down your questions or how about, you know, we have like my chart or whatever. So, mm-hmm. you know, like sending your doctor a question or, or following up or, you know, those kinds of things are like good practice as well um because i think that the commodification piece is one and then also we we always want like this instant stuff right like right. Oh, okay if you do this little wash or whatever it's gonna smell good or whatever and it's like no and and when they ask you because i think we've talked about this before too um but when they ask you about the um sti test and say yes <laughs> you know yeah. like you can go yeah. ahead and, and say yes and you know like those things too you know those these yeah. can be helpful in maintaining your home your stasis of you know your honeypot or whatever you call it and by no means I I, and by no means am I saying that like you shouldn't do things with your body that make you feel good I just Mm -hmm. want when the things that you do to make sense to Mm -hmm. not be harmful to you so that you don't end up in my office talking about I don't know how I got this or I don't know why this keeps happening to me um so I'm all for a good bubble bath I'm all for a good spa day. I'm, but I'm, but I'm also very intentional about what I do and where I put certain things so that I don't end up somewhere else that I'm not supposed to be. So I don't want people to feel like we're saying, you know, you shouldn't do things for self care that make you feel good. I just want to make sure things that you're doing actually make sense and that you're not doing things like a yoni steam, thinking that's going to correct your pH because it's not. And I think one thing that, because we do stress, you know, having medically accurate information and to balance point, making sure that you're asking those questions of your 
healthcare provider yeah. and not just, I saw it on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Snapchat, Discord, the clubhouse, you know, and taking it as, oh, this is exactly what I need to do. Yeah. Ask your healthcare provider or a trusted, you know, medical provider, if you don't have one of your own, um, those questions before you, you know, kind of adventure out and decide that you're going to do those things. Yeah. Because even if it's something that is um, relatively safe, you don't know how your specific body is going to react to it. So you still may want to investigate those a little bit further before you start, you know, shooting stuff in places and rubbing things on it. Yes. Yes. And I think that would, that would also prevent Dr. Clay from having a heart attack I, on this sex. I just, get to these topics. I, cause I just, I, I, I see it every day. I get questions on it every day. And there are some people who, you know, regardless of what you tell them, they're going to do it anyway. If they feel like it's not risky, especially like things like Yoni Steams. I've had, I have friends of mine who have asked me about it and I've told them the same information. They do it anyway. They, they feel like I like the way it makes me feel. Do what you got to do. Right. A lot of it could just be the, the steam and the scent relaxes you and calm. Like, right, because you're actually resting. You're being right. mindful because you're being intentional about that time. Yeah. So yeah. I do think it's bit pl- placebo but it you are doing r&r when you're doing the yoni scene but it's not helpful to your yoni like if you went through the right. motions to steal yourself to you know to whatever because right. usually maybe you got the candles burning or you're doing some other stuff maybe that's when you shave or you're listening to music like you're most of us are intentional about that time so maybe you're reaping some benefits from those and, and not necessarily the steaming of the yoni or whatever else you might be doing when you are putting things into or up through or you know in the vicinity uh unnecessarily <laughs> of the the vulva yes. and the vagina yes exactly exactly I, yeah, I do think that's that's probably it Valen is that people feel like it, it they like it because it is a, it's very intentional right for for most yoni scenes that people are going to have done not those that are DIYing it but most people I shouldn't say most, the people who are going to go somewhere, they're going to a medi spa, they're going to a relaxing environment, right? Mm -hmm. There's music playing. They have this luxury, the luxurious robe on, Mm -hmm. you know, all of the herbs that are, you know, organic and grown in somebody's backyard with the, with, you know, the baby's breath of Jesus on it. Like, you know, they're there. It's very intentional. And so I think that's that, that is part of the experience is that they're setting aside this time for, and I, I think they're not making the connection that it's relaxing because you're taking time to do something for you. Right, That's right. just maybe not the right thing or not the right um, experience to have. You could have another experience that's just as relaxing that also is not going to potentially harm your vagina. I mean, that would be helpful. I mean, ideally. I mean, that will be helpful. So what would you say to, because we kind of started um, with the the topic around teenage girls and their feminine hygiene practices. So what from your 
expertise, Dr. Clay, would you give as your three top things that teenage girls should um, kind of take away or lessons um, that they should take away from this topic? Um, dang, I ain't think that far, Dr. J, shit. Um, <laughs> no, um, well, probably the top is being, have someone that you feel comfortable asking questions to and asking what you should and should not be doing. That doesn't have to be an OBGYN, although it can be, it doesn't have to be. A mom, a, a, a friend, an uncle, an aunt, somebody you feel comfortable saying, hey, does this seem like this is okay for me to use or do or whatever? Because um, I do think asking questions to somebody who either can look it up or figure it out or ask somebody else or whatever, I think is important. Um, and then at some point, having a relationship with a healthcare provider, I think is important because they can give you the information from the other person's side. Two, you don't need nothing in your vagina besides water <laughs> for cleaning purposes. For cleaning purposes. For cleaning purposes. Um, and then I don't know, third one. Um, Help her out, Val. I, I just like those two. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think she hit him. I, I was when I was taking notes when she spoke. I remember you don't need anything in there but water. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. and having someone, a trusted adult, you can talk to, talking to your doctor and asking questions. Because um, I think sometimes there's a little bit of embarrassment too. I'm trying to remember way back in the day when I was a teenager. Um, <laughs> like I had a good relationship with my doctor, but I wouldn't necessarily ask her those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And the people who I could go to that I could trust as an adult, I realized they ain't know a whole lot either. <laughs> I mean, they knew a lot about life, but I mean, from the but- sex educator perspective, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like some older people in my life were the ones like put you a little bit of bleaching and not too much like you watching washing clothes but a little bit yep. so you know what i'm saying like it's yep. it's the, the reality of that part too so i, I would just say like uh, because we you know young people are in this social media heavily influenced generation you know follow pages like there's a page that i love um sex positive families yeah. they have a lot of great information mm-hmm. um like planned parenthood so there are places where as i think one thing about young people even though there is this social media they are incredibly incredibly resourceful so right. I would say you know follow follow pages you know they're um, advocates for youth just kind of you know people who are professionals and not influencers I know when you're a teen sometimes you might not know the difference if somebody has like 40,000 followers 200,000 whatever you know they might seem clutch you know if they're a TikTok influencer but there are a lot of you know people like us um, a lot of people who are doctors public health practitioners that you could follow so can kind of give you some context of what to ask like you know is this supposed to itch you know after I have sex all the time because that's why I'm douching you know you can ask that straight up you know you can ask those kind of questions and um I think that was the biggest thing you don't have to put anything in there it, even soap I think that's another thing people don't um often mm-hmm. realize like you don't have to be you know putting one thing in the rag and swelling it around up in there with the, <laughs> with the soap I mean, I'm just saying like I think no because seriously and y'all know I rock with Cardi B I'm pretty sure she said that in the song um or it might have been the video she posted but I'm just I'm just saying you know no, there's a lot of I've had a lot of patients say they do that or that they and use their gonna... hand as much as their hand in there as they can get in to, to pull. I, I had a patient tell me once that she, on a regular basis, 
couple times a week would go in and clean out all of her natural discharge because she thought she wasn't supposed to have any. And and that's what I'm saying. I, I think that goes back for us, right? Like, yes, we're giving them, you know, tips and stuff, but I think it, it, it inspires me. Sometimes it, you know, overwhelms me and I'm just like, oh Lord. But I think like there's so much more work to be done. Just like, you know, no, like a healthy discharge, like that is, you know, like a we right. all have that or, or whatever. But just kind of even basic things like that, where especially now, like I don't even know like what does sex ed look like in like in this Ooh, pandemic right. age. You know, because we already knew where there were big gaps at before That's the pandemic. Now I can't problem. imagine learning about you know the the basic things that some people in some states where they do teach it what does that look like in in the age of corona or have they even just like cut that part out I don't even know but I'm just imagining there's probably even less medically accurate Mm -hmm. anatomically correct information about puberty you know the gaps are growing and I think what's interesting to to Dr. Quay's point about not knowing um, that she that her patient was supposed to have that the patient felt like she didn't know she was supposed to have that. I think we have we've created um, a, a age group. Let me see how I want to say this. We have created gaps in information where people don't know what reality is. Right and what is natural and what your body is supposed to look like, how it's supposed to move, how it's supposed to function and, and all of that. So the, the concept of discharge being normal versus it not being normal. Like what is, I think that we have created um, the facade of perfection that people really don't even understand their bodies because we're not used to seeing a natural body anymore, which is, I know a whole nother issue, but it's, it's very much like porn where you have to kind of remember or tell mm. people like porn is ideal, right? That is in an ideal situation with all the time in the world with the biggest in the world production. Yes. Like it with all, you know, this is what an, I, quote unquote, an ideal situation would look like, or, you know, or what your fantasy would look like, but that isn't reality. That isn't what happens mm-hmm. in everybody's bedroom. Mm-hmm. Remembering that, especially when it comes to your body, like this is what the vagina should look like and smell like and should function like and the size and all of that. And reminding people of that is also an ideal that was made up by somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another tangent is what it should look like. Like, oh. yeah. I didn't know if mine was normal for a long time. And I was just like, you know, and this was my, you know, heteronormative, skewed, young, adolescent, crazy mom. But I'm like, how do dudes know? Like, like, I mean, like, how do dudes know if this coochie is normal? You know, how do, (laughs) you know what I mean? But but I'm just saying, and like for us, how often do we see vulvas that look like ours? Like, you know, whether Mm -hmm. it's a fat cat, a small cat, you know, you got drooping, saggy lips, tight lips. A lot of times, right? With penis owners, like, well, I don't know how much this happens now because I wasn't in a boy's locker room. But, you know, they would go and say, how big is yours? How, you know, they are more Mm -hmm. likely to compare and contrast where, because our you know people have done all our stuff is inside we don't go around and say girl look at this and tell me what yours look like look how far my lips hang down like people don't do that 
don't do know about not. y'all college days, but I know now breasts. I've seen a lot of breasts. Right, and I and I lived in an all girls dorm on in my uh, my first couple years in undergrad. So you just you just see titties, but I never knew like it's my like our vulvas this big. It's mine too big. Is it you know? Is it you know? You you, you don't oh, know. You know what the, the the idea that we can't even have those conversations obviously we can because we're professionals and we really don't give a crap about Mm -hmm. you know the using the proper terminology all the time but the fact that they can't even have that as a normal conversation is just I mean it befuddles me it it's so sad that girls can't even talk about their bodies Mm -hmm. and it be normal conversation and it be just an okay conversation without some sort of shame or stigma or negative feelings or emotions around it because of something someone else said Mm -hmm. whenever yeah it's 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 crazy well you know i feel a teen summit coming up in my spirit ladies you know what we need we said it last year i mean because well and because i mean we we all are we all know or touch or we all interact regularly with teens and adolescents young women and um i mean and 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 like we always talk about especially for young women of color just some of the things we hit on today with the whole you know just cultural stuff generational stuff Mm -hmm. you know people marketing to us because there is this inherent you know idea that like we gotta fix it up and it has to be pristine like there is no no normal leakage no no nothing and so um I think there are a lot of myths, like even just basic sex ed that like, I mean, because we know everybody doesn't get that. It's not everywhere. Every state doesn't mandate that sex ed is medically accurate. So I think sometimes, even though we do realize this is what we're doing, I think for me, I have to remind myself, like everybody's starting out from incredibly different places, like even the basics, like when I say the basics, it just means different things to different people because I think even people who think they might be informed don't know that the vulva and the, the vagina is not the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Girl, yes. And I, I might, think that like that, we have an anatomy class, okay? We need to go back and, go back and come back. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Could you imagine the three of us with some teenagers yes i could teenagers, it's gonna be a ghetto ass anatomy class but guess right. what it's not gonna it's not gonna be like when i was a nursing major because they're gonna learn that shit when i was a nursing major whew, it went over my head but i'm having black vulvas i'm having black and brown vulvas and um they're gonna be hairy and big and droopy and <laughs> and, and before and we're and it's going to go down. It's going down. We are going. We're going to figure out how to do a team summit. We're going to figure it out. And the other thing that you made me think of when we were talking about these myths and these kind of vanity things, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna say it and I'm gonna drop the mic. Why are people trying to bleach their assholes? Well, you know, Kanye said that in a song. He was like, "If she just bleach her asshole, and I get bleach on my T-shirt," and it was just like. But, it, but people, I think people don't realize, okay, most people's assholes are already a lighter color than the rest of them. So why are you like bleach, right? To me, 
means you're trying to make it lighter, but it already is lighter. So how much lighter are you trying to go? Well, like, I'm are we trying this. to go beach blonde white? I'm like how some of them may be darker though. Well, I was about to say, yeah, you know, as a fairly light person, it's, I feel like some uh, of my areas look a little darker than you might think they look. It's true. That's, it's true. that's where you see the mother layer that, like, because sometimes people see these bundles and they, you know, sometimes people start speaking in Spanish, you know, they start talking to me mm-hmm. and stuff. And then I'd be like, you know, I say some very, you know, ignorant shit. And then they'd be like, oh, okay, okay. And, but yeah, yeah. Some of those areas, those areas, yeah, you'd be mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, <laughs> she good. <laughs> like it is your your I guess what I I guess what I'm getting at is that your your nether regions are different colors on purpose like they they're like just like your face is not all one color Uh your I think it's to guide people to make sure they're in the right place Okay. Well, you know what? I mean, because I, I think God, you God wanted like, people to know. You know what I'm saying? Like they, that's they your landmark. Like a instruction manual. They need like a they that's need your landmark. Because you know, I'm from the south. We do relative locations. You know, so it's not like oh, you know, New York or DC. People, my DC native friends, are like you go four four blocks down and six blocks up or whatever. You know, over and up. No, mm-mm. here it's like you can go by that old churches over there, the one that's halfway burned down. But before you get to the Wells Fargo, you're gonna turn left. You're gonna go down. All that good stuff. I think those dark places on the body. That's God's way of helping with the relative location. Let people know where they at, where they need to be. So then don't leave it alone. Lighter or darker, leave it alone. Okay. Leave it alone. Well, Your skin. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I said, we was gonna, I was going to say that one and drop. So we're going to figure out how to do a teen summit because it is so definitely. teen summit coming. I think maybe we need to have a teen panel. We need to have some, or maybe a survey or something with our teen yeah, listeners. We're gonna, like, we're gonna figure it out. Yeah. Maybe some focus groups. That's what I'm saying. Okay. And well, I have some, I have some participants. Yeah, I mean, we we got some laying around all in our, okay. three, areas, in our three areas. So I just coerce them with dinner. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll feed them. Um, you know, we got to feed the teens. They gonna come. We'll feed them. We'll feed them. We gonna we gonna feed them, and then we gonna give them some incentives. So yeah. All right. So our takeaways are: ask um, a medical provider, provider somebody. Mm-hmm. related to uh your personal hygiene and your feminine hygiene your male hygiene all your hygiene and uh things are supposed to smell the way they're supposed to smell so leave them alone yep, mm-hmm. yep. all right and follow some professional social media sites and yep. one more thing that just dropped in my spirit i think we need to do because i'm not as familiar but I, I think we need to do like what what is what do teen boys do? All I know is about all I know is about uh socks and uh and lotion. That's all I know. But I know it may not be a market for them, but I'm just wondering in terms of like adolescent boys, you know, yeah. like what about the you know uh performance anxiety versus them feeling like you know something ain't working right, you know, or whatever. How but, they balls supposed to smell? Yeah, exactly. Blue balls. Okay, okay. We, right. we will figure right. it out. So we're going to balls right, next time. I think this was a uh, an engaging discussion as always. We know some of those uh, trigger points for Dr. Clay now. Okay, all right. And, uh, you know, Valen is always quick with the wit. So, quick with the wit. <laughs> so, what did I say? Yoni streams and pipe dreams. Yoni Yoni streams and pipe dreams. All right, and I think that's it for us tonight. And this is. 
This is six. This is six. This is six.